Good evening, everyone. This is the Multiversal News with your host, Greg Lineweber. How do you do? It's been a very nice weekend. Uh, this is, of course, Labor Day weekend. I have a very special Labor Day show to do for you. I'm going to be talking about the very important uh, labor unrest issue that was covered on Babylon 5. Uh, this particular show is in the first season. That's why I'm covering it, because the first season is when all a lot of the very funnest stuff happened. Um, well, not the funnest, of course, but it was a very important season because it really laid the groundwork for a, a strikingly inventive, uh, epic science fiction show. Um, this particular show didn't really do a whole lot as a, as a brick to lay the groundwork for the epic to come, but it certainly does say a lot about labor issues and about the uh, liberal attitudes of uh, Michael Straczynski. This was, uh, of course, written by uh, uh, a very important lady named Catherine M. Drennan. Um, now, Cat Catherine Drennan um, complained that uh, Michael Straczynski was harder on her than she was on the other writers. Uh, well, I think it's because uh, Catherine M. Drennan was Michael Straczynski's wife. And he wanted to show other people that she wasn't going to let her get off easy. She's going to make her work hard and deserve to be a writer for the show. And, of course, at one point, Catherine Drennan got, started to complain about being ill and said she wasn't going to take it anymore. And that, of course, is when uh, Straczynski pulled out and enforced the Rush Act on her. In other words, he uh, became an armed goon and, uh, well, you get the idea. It was directed by Jim Johnson. Now, let me read the uh, blurb that comes here. It says here, Sinclair must bring Solomon-like wisdom to mediate the dispute between the uh, strike of the dock workers that threatens the station. And, yes, the dock workers do threaten the station. At the very beginning, the strike is uh, triggered by overwork of the workers. They had been promised uh, more workers and less working hours and uh, better conditions, but of course the money never came and the conditions continued to fester. But the final straw came during a big uh, ship accident that happened uh, in the landing bay and a big explosion happens and a lot of people die. Um, we're not going to show this of course, although I'm sure a lot of people like to see a big explosion, well tough. We're going to get back and uh, start to talk about the actual story. Do you have the first cue ready to go, Darren? Why don't we go ahead and take a look at uh, how things start to uh, fall apart here when, on the labor dispute. It's all in the budget report, Commander. I know what's in the report, Senator, but we need those increases in station operations. Promises were made. Political realities sometimes take precedence over good intentions. If President Santiago can turn things around, at that time, you may receive some of the money you requested. We have operational and safety concerns that won't wait for the government to turn things around. There's already been an accident. Accidents happen. But our experts have assured us that your new budget is more than sufficient for safe and efficient running of Babylon 5. Commander, I have every confidence that you will make it work. I assume the news about the budget is leaked by now. The station business channel is running a detailed analysis. <laughs> Wonderful. 
We'll need to set up meetings with the business council and the guilds. And I better have a separate meeting with Miss Conley. She'll be spitting neutrons. The dock workers got zip. No pay raise, no money for new workers, no funds for upgrading equipment. As far as the Senate's concerned, they're bound by a government contract. They can't quit and they can't go on strike. Why give them anything? Commander, we've got a problem. Surprise, surprise. We're up to eyeballs and waiting transport and the dock workers are calling in sick. How serious is it? Well, as far as we can determine, none of them are actually ill. They're just calling in sick. Sounds like the blue flu. Excuse me? My grandmother was a Boston cop. I remember her telling me about the blue flu. They used to use it to get around sanctions on work stoppages. In other words, we have an illegal strike on our hands. This is Babylon Control. Our docking schedule is being revised. Please stand by. How much more of this do they expect us to take? Yeah. We need a 10-hour turnaround after we work a double shift! Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky if you get four! Yeah. Yeah. If you get any, yeah. we're breaking safety rules every minute of the day because of overscheduling. Yeah. I say strike. Stop it! Now, first of all, I don't want to hear the word strike anymore. We will hear everyone out, but let's take this one issue at a time, okay? Now let's remember, let's try to keep a cool head during management negotiations. What do you want here? Getting out of my way would be a start. It's all right, Eduardo. Let him through. I've been expecting you, Garibaldi. I'm here to escort you to Commander Sinclair. He's requested the honor of your presence twice. Maybe you didn't get the message. I've been tied up. I got a lot of sick workers here. <laughs> you think this is funny? Huh? Well, I don't. We're as serious as a rip in a spacesuit, and we want the Senate and Commander Sinclair to know it. By staging an illegal strike? I thought you were smarter than that. Sinclair and Ivanova are career military. I don't expect them to understand. But I figure you for blue collar under all that Earth Force gray. You must know we're only doing what we have to do. I know how you feel, but this isn't the way. And what other options do we have, Mr. Garibaldi? That's what the commander wants to talk to you about. The hell with your talk! You got people dying out here, Mr. Security Man! Yeah! And Sinclair wants us to talk! What do you think we are, fools? Let me handle this, all right? Okay, okay, your commander wants to talk, we'll talk. Let's go. Your friend's looking for a fight. That was Eduardo Del Vientos. His little brother Alberto was the one who was killed in the accident. He's taking it hard. I'm sorry. I know what it's like to lose someone close, and so does the commander. He wants to help, Neoma. We'll see. Okay, uh, now, see, that's a perfect example of when the workers start to get out of hand. And what are they doing? Faking coughing. Now, that's just... Uh, <coughs> hey, dude. Hey, what, what's... <coughs> We're what, sick. You're, you're working us too hard, here? Greg. You're working us too hard here. See, we only got one microphone to work oh, with here. come on now. Come on. Oh, you're, you're no, just, break. no breaks, no breaks. You're working us too hard here, man. You need to pee, man. No, you can't yeah, pee. We, we got a show to do. Can you just get up and pee like that? We're sick. Okay, okay. We need more money. 
Otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna quit. We want less hours. (laughs) I've got my phone on silent ring here. Okay, I'm getting a call from Washington D.C., folks. It's from the Zero Project. Oh my God. Okay, listen, guys. If you guys continue to do all this crap, they're gonna send in armed goods. Okay, okay. There's gonna be armed goons coming in here to take over your place. You want that to happen? (laughs) Yeah, they could. They could. They could take our our lives, but they can't take our pride. Okay, okay, I'm I got the cold from this keyboard that, that, that shouldn't 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 be here. It needs oh, to be crying out loud. Okay, okay, just look. Just uh, let me talk to the guys. That's an outrage. Of course, it's an outrage. The question is, how important is your religious ceremony to you? <laughs> Commander, we have been hearing reports of an illegal strike by your Dockers Guild. Those reports are exaggerated. Senator, we do have a problem, but I've been going over the new budget and... This action threatens the security of our military base and sets a bad precedent, not only for Babylon 5, but for all of our off-world interests. We cannot allow that. The Dockers Guild has legitimate grievances. I can't just ignore them. You will not have to. The Labor Committee has ordered Oren Zento to Babylon 5. He will be there within 12 hours. Zento. He is our best labor negotiator. He has stopped this kind of thing before on many of our stations. I expect you to give him your full cooperation, and that includes providing troops if he decides the rush act is necessary. You're not serious. We have over a thousand dock workers on this station. If we start arresting them, we could have a riot on our hands. The more reason to end this thing decisively before it spreads. Understood, Commander? Understood. Center. Mr. Zento. Commander Sinclair. This way. I was told there was an accident on the docks recently. Not serious, I hope. One worker killed, several more injured, and the Narns demanding reparation for damage to their ship and cargo. I hope in spite of that we'll be able to expedite negotiations. I'm on a tight schedule. When can I meet with this comrade? It's being arranged. I'll need to talk to your security chief. If I have to invoke the Rush Act, it's best to be ready. Have Mr. Garibaldi report to briefing room three. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, there you go. Now, here's the bad guy. Of course, he's just appeared on the scene. He's here to help break up that, that strike, and he's working for the man to help put the working man down, right? Uh, kind of like my two friends over here who are, uh, once again, not... Uh, <clears throat> Ah, unhappy workers are the same world over. They need more money to be happy. And, uh, of course, uh, I don't want to be like the man or be tough on hard on my worker men. So I'm talking to my people in Washington right now, folks. So I'm um, right in the middle of a negotiating with uh, Project Zero in order to maybe get a little more money down here for my friends who work so hard to keep this show going to report on all the different uh, goings-on in all the multiverses around the world. 
So why don't we go ahead and play another clip there, and let's continue talking about this. Babylon 5 continues as the uh, things get worse. 45, 36. Yes. Commander, what the hell is going on? Words all over the station, the Dockers Guild has dropped their blue flu story. They've officially declared this a strike. Damn. Mr. Zento, I'm sure this is just a rumor. If you'll give me some time... Don't play games with me, Sinclair. I know all about you. You've let this situation escalate out of all proportion. And you can bet the Senate's going to get a full report. We've got trade contracts to honor. We're talking about people's lives. Spare me the platitudes, Commander. I'll meet with Ms. Connolly at 7 as planned. But if she persists in this illegal action, the Rush Act will be put into force. And your troops had better be ready to enforce it. Okay. And as you can see, things and hostilities continue to increase. And the tension builds. Will they enforce the Rush Act? By the way, the Rush Act was named after Rush Limbaugh. And, uh... Oh, I got a, a call coming in. Hello. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Okay, folks, I hang on a second. This is Washington, D.C., the Zero Project is calling right now. And, of course, they're about to send over their own representative to enforce the Rush Act here in my studio against my own uh, grumpy workers over here. Uh, guys, uh, isn't there anything we can do before we get the goons going here? Can't you, like... Can't you just kind of work with us here? I mean, you... <coughs> well, you still haven't even got cough medicine. Oh, good gravy. I need a lozenge, man, before I'm going to cut again. I've been screaming too much, Attica. Attica, you can't hear me anymore. I need a time off for Listen, more, guys, and more I... money. Yeah, more money. Look, I know, I know. I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in more money and stuff. I like the working man and all that stuff. But gosh almighty, this Zero Project's coming down on my back on this one. So, uh... Come on now, I, can't we? Can't we just like? Well, why don't you just play the other clip and let me continue talking to these guys? That'll give me some time to talk to the people in Washington D.C. All right, okay, yes sir, yes sir. Uh, Natoth, proceed. When are you going to start being reasonable? When you stop being unreasonable. I honestly don't understand why you're being so difficult, Miss Connolly. Every other guild on the station has signed their agreement. They understand that our government is not a bottomless pool of money. I don't care if they've agreed to wear bunny suits and sing the hallelujah chorus. We're not putting up with this kind of treatment from Earth Central any longer. If you refuse to negotiate in good faith, you leave us no choice. Commander, this is obviously a waste of time. Mr. Zento, Miss Connolly, surely there's some kind of an accommodation we can make to end this peacefully. Now, I've been going over the budget. Commander, the Labor Committee does not accommodate illegal strikers. Damn it! If you're having problems with your budget, I suggest you take it up with the Senate. As for you, Miss Connolly, I strongly recommend you send your people back to work now. Stuff it. Commander, I refuse to pander to these people anymore. I'm invoking the Rush Act as of now. You can't do that without Senate confirmation. I'll have it within the hour. And I'll expect Mr. Garibaldi's people to be ready to arrest Ms. Connolly and any other worker who persists in this illegal activity. Warn my people. Damn it, Conway. Can't you stop this now? It's too late for that, Commander. My workers are tired and fed up. 
have been pushed as far as they're willing to go. This is not just a matter of disrupting shipping schedules. You know what could happen if I have to order Garibaldi in. Same thing that happened on Europa and in New California and at Matawan. The same thing that happens every time Labor stood up for themselves and said no more. They'll try to break us, we'll fight back, someone will get hurt, maybe killed. For what it's worth, I'm sorry this has to happen here. Yes, as you can see, things are getting tense, and it looks like there's going to be a strike on Babylon 5. Just like apparently there's going to be a strike in my own studio for my own staff. But of course, just like on Babylon 5, the world government's going to crack down on them, and it appears like, uh, looks like uh, my friends in Washington that, uh, that fund my show here to report on the, the actions of the multiverse and our secret project that has gates that open into the multiverse and allows us to have trade and communication, uh, are now attempting to uh, bring in some goons to crack down on my uh, wonderful staff here. But uh, I'm still talking to him. Now, look, sir, uh, look, if you don't mind, I'd rather keep my own staff here. All they need is just a little extra pay. A little more pay, sir. Could you please... Just a little bit more. I mean, uh, what what harm could be done? Okay, guys, they're going to impose their own version of the Rush Act, and they're going to bring in armed goons. In fact, they're telling me right now, I can sell this any way I want. <coughs> I still haven't got our throat launches as yet. Good Money. Theory. Money. Okay, okay, I know you guys aren't sick, so <coughs> why, why fake it? Just, just, just... We know you're on strike now. Is the strike official now? Or are you going on strike? Strike, 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 strike. Oh, uh, great. Am I going to have to play the next clip myself then? Where's the clip? Where do I press it? Oh, just do it. Ugh. No. What's the situation, Chief? We're cordoned off the docking bay. Give the word, we'll pump in morph gas and arrest them while they're asleep. I wanted to avoid this. So did I, Commander. Hey, if memory serves me correctly, it was your guy, Del Vientos, who threw the Alberto first punch. Alberto was an old war horse, but he is not a violent man. Alberto was the last of his family, and every one of them was a dog rat. You have got to let me talk to him. You've got to let me talk to all of them. Commander, why haven't your men finished clearing those docks yet? I was just going to do that. Mr. Garibaldi, instruct your men to pull back to Blue Sector. Mr. Zento, if you and Miss Conley will please join me. What do you need me there for? We'll see. Here they come again! I hope you know what you're doing, Jeff. Act, the Senate has empowered me to end this strike. 
I'm authorized to use any means necessary, correct, Mr. Zento? Yes, any means necessary. Am I assured of your full support on this? Absolutely. Then under that authority, I choose the following means to end this strike. One, I am reallocating 1.3 million credits from Babylon 5's military budget to begin necessary upgrades of all dockside equipment and to start hiring additional workers. I am declaring a complete amnesty for any striking worker or guild representative who has committed no other crimes during this period. That's you, kid. You can't do this. You're right, I couldn't, until you convinced the Senate to invoke the Rush Act. You should never hand someone a gun unless you're sure where they'll point it. Your mistake. <laughs> One minute. As for the unfortunate incident earlier, with Mr. Garibaldi's approval, no charges will be pressed. I figure my people are willing to call it a fair fight if yours are. That's my offer, Miss Carter. But it's dependent upon your people returning to work immediately. Babylon 5 has cargo to move. You heard the man. Okay, you dock rats! Let's get back to work! You know damn well you twisted the intent of that order, and you won't get away with it. I think Miss Conley said it best the other day. Stuff it. I underestimated you, Commander. I'm sorry, and thank you. Save it. We're both gonna catch seven different kinds of hell over this down the road. My dad used to say there are no happily ever afters, just new battles. Mm. Garibaldi. Miss Conley. I'll see you around. Pleasure. No offense, Commander, but uh, you look like weak old bread once you get some sleep. That's exactly what I had in mind now that we've calmed things down. Sinclair. Commander, you better get up here. What is it this time? Jakar and Londo are approximately half an inch from killing each other. All right, well, there you go. Uh, as you can see, the settlement was uh, just finished, and uh, as a consequence, I just got through talking to my friends in Washington, and they gave me full permission to settle the strike any way I wanted to it by any means possible. Well, here it goes, folks. I'm going to settle the strike right now. Here he comes. Here he comes. Let's demand more money. All right, you dirtbags. I've got a plan. Okay, you know what I want to do? I'm going to take 90 bucks out of uh, the defense of this um, universe from uh, evil multiverses that attack us and uh, from some other universe that entire our multiverse that threatens us might have a better chance because there's going to be 90 bucks less which you can use to pay for more staff or whatever. See, here's uh, $80. Uh, Where's our $10? All right, all right, all right. There you go. For the love of God, please get back to work. Yay! All right, All right. Okay. you video producer guys, back to work. Okay, you dirtbags, get back to work. Now, of course, 
Of course, uh, you know, this is probably going to get me in all kinds of trouble back in Washington. But you know what? I, I don't care. My workers deserve this. Right, guys? All right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. I like my workers very much. This is Labor Day. And by God, if I can't stand up for my own workers, what the hell kind of talk show host am I? All right. Can we play that last clip, please? Computer, hold all transmissions. I'm going to bed. You have one transmission holding. Put it through. Senator Hidoshi, I've been expecting your call. Remind me never to play poker with you. St. Clair, you are a hell of a gambler. This time you won. The Senate has decided to let your decision on the strike stand without comment. I'm glad they see it my way. They do not. But public opinion is on your side. See. Commander, I admire what you've done there. My great-grandfather worked the new Kobe space docks until the day he died. I will admit, the discomfort you've given some of my colleagues pleases me. <laughs> this is why I'm telling you this. Oren Zento has powerful friends. By embarrassing him, you embarrass them. Today, you have made new enemies. If I were you, Commander, I would watch things very carefully. You are not the most popular person in government circles right now. So what else is new? The gift of time. And there you go, as you can see, once you win a little freedom and a little more money for your striking workers, uh, then you piss off the people with the big money and the big power back in the central government or where the big corporations are. It never ends. You're always ticking off somebody when you're standing up for yourself and fighting for your own rights. But you know what? That's okay. I mean, like they say, there's always new battles. There's always a, a new opportunity to fight for workers' rights, and that's what Labor Day is all about. The Labor Day was started by Grover Cleveland, and it's been celebrated as a national holiday ever since. It's a day to stand back and take a look and give thanks for the people who hold our society together that do the actual work that make our society function, not the people who sit there and push the pencils and fly around their Lear jets and uh, uh, plan all this stuff, which is, by the way, I understand the necessity of this, of course. But, of course, it's very important that our workers are well paid and are well taken care of. And I think that uh, I made a point here to my, my uh, friends here at work at the station and, of course, the people at the back of the Zero Project. Now, uh, we do have some time left over, and since this is uh, Labor Day, um, I thought it might be a good time to talk to uh, our chief worker here, the worker bee, Darren uh, Bruce. Darren, would you like to take a, a sit here on the couch and, and explain what what your job is like and uh, what you do? Side of the couch. Da uh, Darren, it's, it's been a pleasure working with you for all these years. You've always been one of the hardest working people I know, and of course, uh, you deserve every penny I've ever given you, if not more. Um, what 
What is it that you do here as a worker person? I know that you're the producer here, mm -hmm. but I want you to talk about your actual um, uh, work that you do, the physical, actual aspect of the, of the job you do here. Sure. Um, you know, ITV was started as a project a number of years ago out of three shows that I put together and uh, basically created an umbrella, as I would say, an umbrella corp for a series of ten different shows. And over the years, we've, those shows have gone to broadcast television stations on the West Coast, uh, podcasted. Last year we got into the live streaming thing and we built a studio designed primarily to stream our content online. And that was no small feat. We started with an empty room and you know we have about $25,000 worth of gear later, a studio that you know has been an experiment in its own self. Um, nobody that I know is doing it like we're doing it. And, and if they are, they're getting funding for it. Whereas you know we, we are independently supported by ourselves. So there's no corporate uh, conglomerate or media conglomerate pulling the strings yeah. on our show. So we uh, we can stream live to our our audience what we want to yeah. show them, uh, not what what the main studio execs would want to show so you. So there's no man breathing down your neck. No man you breathing do. down the neck here. When we are, uh, I support unions, uh, but we're not a union. You know, we're not a union organization. <laughs> unfortunately, know. not yet. Um, <laughs> But you know, you never know. It may, You'd might, have to might be the way. chief organizer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, a lot of work. I'm on my feet back there. You know, a lot of people see us doing the shows. They don't know what goes on in the back end of the shows. Yeah. Um, even when they're watching me dance on the other shows and, and looks like we're having a good time. There's a lot of work that goes into um, running five computers, a switcher, two switchers, monitors. You know, seven cameras with your, you know, looking on each monitor. You got to have a sharp mind, you got to know what you're doing. Uh, to make it happen. Otherwise, you'll just end up with a really not-so-great product. And uh, you do an incredible job. Well, I'm, thank you. I'm very much pleased with your work. Thank I, you. I have absolutely no complaints. Plus, you do acting for me. You uh, come <laughs> on the show and uh, do short skits like we did here to make mm -hmm. the point about labor relations and how important it is that we get along with everybody. And and uh, my, uh, of course, the, my friends uh, at the Zero Project, which, by the way, is completely and absolutely real, uh, uh, do uh, have an interest in this. Mm -hmm. um, of course, your independence is very important to all of us, as it is in every other uh, multiverse out there. There are other Darren Bruce's and all the other universes that are uh, parallel to, to this one. Uh, could you explain more about uh, the computers and how, what your setup is like? Yeah, if, I mean, if you take a look, get a, give us a wide angle on that. I mean, you'll see up there, uh, well, you can only see three of them in the zone there, but we have one over to the left, uh, another one down below by where Matt's working. And basically each of these computers are set up to stream to individual, uh, uh, not individual, but other internet streaming stations. That basically okay. means we're simulcasting out of our studio. Yeah. Um, we're also social networking out of the studio as well. Uh, Facebooking, MySpacing, Twittering, all that fun stuff. We're recording our shows as well uh, at high level, high resolution uh, video, video files. And, and recording online. So it takes a lot to do this. It's not, it's not your yeah. basic webcam television show that you might see somebody doing out there. You ever feel like you're going crazy doing all that stuff? Uh, you know, I, I feel at home, actually. I feel like it's, it's just natural. I understand the equipment. I, I've used the equipment for years, so it's you a very natural thing. You get used to it. I mean, yeah. every week, I think you remember we, when you were coming in the beginning, it was like every week I was adding something new yeah. to the studio. Oh, check out what I got, this new feature. Yeah. Check out what I can do here. And it's still a growing process. The ITV will continue to always be a growing process. It's not 
looking to get stagnant and say, this is where our, this is where our line sits, yeah. and we're never going to go cross it to that line no matter what ideas come up. We want to keep pushing that boundary to show other people out there that through hard work and determination, you can achieve what you want to get in life. Boy, that's, that's what I really appreciate you do. You've always done so much for my show to help make it uh, really something special, and I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, you'll do just about anything I ask you to do, except for uh, mud wrestling. I, I... <laughs> Studio's not big enough for that, and it'll be a little too dirty. Well, yeah, right. Uh, too hot. Yeah. Hey, Matt, why don't you tell us about what you do here at the show? Uh, yeah, when did you come to work here? At- uh, Channel 5-6, I believe. Uh, is it? Yeah, okay. Um, I guess like a month and a half ago? About a month ago, yeah, a month yeah. and a half ago. I, I, I answered an ad on Craigslist, and uh, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just going around slowly. I'm learning how to use the various pieces of equipment that he was just talking about. Added, we just added something to, today, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's been great. Yeah. So you do the the things that Darren does when he's not at the board himself. Yeah, it's just it's just to put the put the stress off Darren because I mean like, he's the he's the only one in here doing anything. And now that I'm here, he can he can sort of look at the big picture more rather than like being in the moment. And I can yeah. sort of do the moment to moment. Are you going to eventually step back and have Matt doing all the stuff? Or? Absolutely, that is the plan. Um, it, it's definitely the plan to do that. Uh, just because when I'm here, I'm I'm you're literally wearing five different hats yeah then during the day you know you have another five or six hats to wear so and you love it and i love it but you know just removing <laughs> one of those hats there might be four or five other hats out there that i'm not hitting because i'm wearing 10 or 12 oh, different hats so it'll say okay let's take this and you know having somebody who knows how to work the equipment use the equipment that's how i got started yeah you know you, you learn a valuable skill working on itv you learn something that you can take with you out of the world it isn't just a production assistant saying go get me coffee and carry this bag you know it's really Hey, I'm learning some technical skills, and he could say, you know, I'd say probably about a month, month and a half, he'd be trained well enough on the switcher and the gear. He could start going out there and yeah. utilizing his services, you know, saying, yeah, I can run the switchers, I can run, I know how to set up cameras, I know how to set up lights. It's a, so. it's a, it's a delicate art. Uh, being mm-hmm. able to handle the switch, to handle just when somebody else talks, and getting in there and uh, getting it on the producer is, uh, is, is hard work. And you do an excellent job, Darren, and Matt, you're picking it up pretty quick. I got to hand Thank it you. to you. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. You guys are, are great. And I, uh, of course, this is the day to honor both of you since it's Labor Day. Now, how much more time do we have? We have a lot more time. So, uh, Matt, how did you get into the, the filmmaking industry? Craigslist, man. Uh, <laughs> so this is your first gig as a... Uh, um, the boards? No, no. Well, working the boards, yeah, but I've, I've done camera work before. Uh, I've done a few music videos um, down in Olympia. And and then you know I think that's why why Darren decided to keep me around rather than going like what? How'd you guy? convince Darren to hire you? How did I convince Darren to hire huh. me? Uh, I said uh, I waited a month. That's how I convinced Darren <laughs> to hire me. <laughs> I was just so busy I didn't respond to his ads, and I remember this guy had re- said, "Hey, I'm willing to work and do anything I want." Oh, right. I mean, blah, blah, blah. and I said, "Oh, that always oh I remember that." <laughs> so I, I think I had you send me a resume or something. You, know? you, you had me send you uh, headshots, which I, yeah, my, I my sister people- took those. I usually have people send headshots and and, and a resume just because you never know where we might be able to use somebody. Yeah, and plus you know? I might make you act. Plus, yeah, plus you gotta sure. you gotta know that I'm not really like hideous. Yeah. Oh what? That you gotta know that I'm not hideous. That's that's a useful yeah. skill. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I gotta be able to look at you without throwing up. Yeah, that's, uh, there's not many people that uh, make me throw up, but uh, <laughs> well I don't know Ed Meese. Uh, 
uh, Glenn Beck. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but, but with the with the show, I think it's really important that uh, getting good staff that takes a while to develop and train. Now, of course, what's more important I find is camaraderie. Mm -hmm. The ability to get along with people is about as important as being able to work the little knobs and, and do the buttons. It's very important that uh, you're like friends with each other. And it, it's always been really helpful with us. We've always been able to work well together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you've always been really interested in the, the cool ideas I, I do, and even the dumb ones, too, and have, have been helpful. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> by all it, it was pretty zoomed out, and you could see the feet from it. So that's what I love about the show. There we go. Uh, the spontaneity, the uh, relaxedness that we we have here has always been helpful too. I, it's, I've also gotten along very well with uh, uh, Chucky the clown. Yes, uh, Chuckles. He's a very nice, uh, nice guy to work with. Uh, although uh, we uh, pretend to uh, have a, a rivalry. And, of course, we plan to take that to new heights as our shows continue. Well, that'll be awesome to see. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would kill. I would die uh, I was, if, I was gonna, if the rivalry doesn't. Uh, I was going to say, how up. are you going to kill something that's already dead? <laughs> that's true. Well, as long as he doesn't kill me, we're in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are we doing on time, Matt? We're like 8.50. we got like 10 minutes left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more time to fill. All right. Well, I, Babylon perhaps, Five. Perhaps is I can talk more about Babylon Five. Now, Babylon Five is one of those shows that I I, uh, I got hooked into it because I there wasn't any other science fiction on. They Star Trek had just been canceled or something, and uh, I really liked the music and the uniforms at first. And the music was made by this guy who does a Tangerine Dream, which I never really liked all that much. I but love music, those guys. Yeah. They, they did the did, soundtrack for Legend. I, for some reason, I, they, they didn't really do it that much for me. And also, uh, it was written by Michael Straczynski. Now, the stuff he's written before for, like, Twilight Zone and stuff, I didn't really like all that much. I didn't think it was that good. But what he did on Babylon 5 was really great. And what Franks did, uh, as far as the music goes, on Babylon 5 was really good. Everything about the show just really congealed. It was, it was really, uh, uh, really uh, like a gift. Uh, all everything they did was just really came through really, really well. And I, I, it's like every once in a while something coalesces, where real talent comes together, and they produce something really phenomenal like this show. Uh, but afterwards, I. Uh, Mike Straczynski tried to do a show called Crusade, which was kind of based on the Babylon 5 universe, and it really didn't really come across that well. I didn't feel comfortable with it. The actors in it didn't really meld together. The The music, I don't know. It just didn't work for me, and they and the show got canceled anyway. Um, so I don't know what to say. Anything that uh, Straczynski's done, I... I I think he, he kind of lost his fastball, but with, on Babylon 5, he was on fire. And it was just a really great show. For the first four seasons, were really good. Season 5, uh, kind of lost its punch. But as a show itself, Babylon 5 has a lot to speak for. There's a lot of, um, a lot of really, really good scenes that occur. Like for this, the show we saw today, you saw some really interesting stuff happening with the labor dispute, and he's, and uh, Michael O'Hare, the captain, gets some really good lines in there. 
There's another show from the first season I'm going to be talking about in the future called uh, Death Walker, uh, which is played by uh, the uh, wonderful Sarah Douglas, who's a, a perennial bad girl of science fiction. Oh, she's really, really bad as J'adore the Death Walker. And I'll be talking about her uh, on a future show sometime. Uh, primarily, when I talk about Babylon 5, it'll be because, uh, well, I'm going to be honest with you, because I, I wasn't able to get a guest. If you want to be on the Multiversal News, I've got some open slots for you right now. I would be more than happy to in, uh, talk to you if you're making a movie or science fiction and you'd like to push it or talk about it with uh, people or have a recording of uh, you explaining your show. Well, this is the place to do it. And I'm the person who can ask those interesting questions. I've got uh, a long resume of people I've already talked to that are very happy with my work. And you will be too. So, in the future, when you're ready to come on to uh, the Multiversal News, uh, contact me. Um, I will have a website up pretty soon. And, of course, you can always contact me through ITVNW. You do have a contact side, don't you? Okay, I, for sure. Now... If we have more time, uh, why don't we guys, uh, is there any questions on the internet chat room or anything? Uh, Matthew, no, no questions? Well, do you guys got any questions? We, we have a few viewers. We have a number of viewers watching. I just don't yeah, know if they're able to get no, the chat room. There's no one in the chat room right now. I don't think they can like log in or anything. Yeah. I'm in the chat room over on that computer, but that's, that's it. Yeah, well, I hear you. I hear you. Well, um... Do, hey, I actually did have a question. Have you yeah. ever had uh, anyone from like Star Trek Phoenix on? Yes, that seems yes. like right up your twice. alley. Twice, twice, okay. Twice. Well, most certainly, I, I'm I'm actually uh, good friends with uh, 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 Ben, um, ben, the Captain Ben. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, I can't remember the. I, the I'm sorry, Ben. It's, it's Ben. It's Ben from Star Trek Phoenix. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, ben Andrews. Yeah, Ben Barack Andrews. He has an interesting middle name. Anyway, yes, he was a. Uh, I made. Well, I attempted to make a science fiction movie called Hookers in Space, and Ben Andrews was Captain Chuck Stonework, who dies halfway through the film, and uh, I I never was able to finish the film because I had major lead actresses quitting. In the middle of the film and other people, it was, it was a kind of disaster because of bad animosity. We had some people uh, on the on the set on the team that were pissing everybody else off and and creating a lot of a, a toxic atmosphere. Folks, you've got to be able to avoid this if you're going to work with people. Try to work with people you can get along with. But I didn't know that. I hired these people through Craigslist, and I made a few mistakes. Uh, it was my first movie, and I'm going to be showing this movie uh, on my show and be brief places as soon as I get it edited. I'm having a lot of computer trouble right now, but I will be done. When I made this movie, I was inspired by uh, Babylon 5. A lot of the characters and creatures and the plots and subplots were formulated because of my hyperactive mind and my desire to create a lot of complexity with lots of competing aliens in the galaxy. Well, that's uh, what uh, is the backdrop for Hookers in Space, and there's about three prostitutes who go into space and uh, go aboard a 
and to work with some billionaires to go uh, look for money out in the in space. And of course, they get kidnapped by some aliens, and things get really scary and funny. It's a comedy too. Um, this is a kind of movie I'm proud of. Ben Ben Andrews played the captain. He makes a very good captain in Star Trek Phoenix, and I always thought he would be. He's a natural. He's perfect for the job. He's got that kind of personality that makes for captain material. Um, of course, I certainly do hope to have him on again. Thank you for asking that question. Do you have any more? Any more questions? I, I actually, yeah. I was wondering, have you ever... Um I mean, when you don't have a guest, have you ever considered doing uh, like sci-fi review? A sci-fi review. Yeah, and uh, and and maybe tying it into the whole multiversal and and you know talking about it as like it's news, you know. Well, you know, because like we like we did today. Yeah. Oh, you mean like new science fiction that's been coming up? Yeah, like been coming up, and you do like a review of it. And you say this is what we thought, and oh, like Warehouse Thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll do that right now. Warehouse 13 is a really cool show. I am so happy to say that I started watching that from the very beginning. Um, Eureka, not bad. Not as good as Warehouse 13, though. Warehouse 13 has that snap and pizzazz. Don't ask me why. I, I just, I, I really like it a lot. Um, I wish I could get uh, a special deal going with the Sci-Fi Channel. I'd love to talk about their new shows. Thank you for asking that question. Um... We've got about three more minutes, and, uh, you know, uh, I guess I'm going to talk a little bit more about my show and what I'm hoping to do in the future. I'm looking to have scientists to come on to my show to talk about actual hard science and how it could relate to science fiction. Uh, I want to make science more interesting to my younger viewers out there, so if any scientists out there are watching this, why don't you come on to my show and talk about what you do and what you're discovering and what you're researching. I would really love to know. I'd really love to talk about it. I'm very much interested in quantum mechanics, how it relates to um, uh, quantum entanglement has been proven since February to cause uh, photosynthesis. Now that's something we've just discovered this year. Photosynthesis is caused by quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement is uh, used for a variety of purposes and of course I would love to talk about that at length. So uh, I guess that's just about it for the multiversal news. I really appreciate everyone for paying attention to this show. I enjoyed talking with uh, my staff, my helpful people here who you don't get to see all the time. Take a bow, guys. Uh, you did very good work today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for all the work you've ever done. This is Greg Lineweber. This is the Multiversal News, and in the weeks to come, we're going to be talking about more developments in the multiverse. There are some strange things occurring in the other universes, folks, and we are not in a safe place. Our universe is under attack by other universes that are seeking to gain access to us. That's why we need the protection of the Zero Project. Until then, this is Greg Lineweber saying goodbye and farewell. Happy Labor Day. Commercial free, not that free.
I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or face any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. appeal at an appealing price whether you want traditional carriage house custom wood or even glass garage doors we have an option that's right for you make the right decision call precision problem solved 